2: Hey everybody, I'm John Cena.
1: Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. It's
3: Kyle O'Reilly.
1: Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff Jarrett. I'm Rocky Asuka Romero. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk, home of Lou Gowen. Support Wrestle Talk, whatever Wrestle Talk is and whoever Lou Gowen is. Quote the Raven, Nevermore. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it. But you really should support Wrestle Talk and you should follow them and subscribe right now. Ali told me to say this, so I guess it's okay. Support Ollie, support Luke, support Wrestle
3: Talk. Make sure you watch and listen to Wrestle Talk. Or better yet, take
1: just a moment, stop what you're doing, and bask in their glory us all a favor and subscribe. Congratulations, you got here.
2: Now subscribe and support. Thanks. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble podcast. I am Ollie Davis, and I'm going to point out who's with me this time because last time I just went into it's Pete. It's Luke Owen in Hel- a different re- in a different lineup to usual. Hello, Swath Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? Okay. I don't usually have caffeine Coffee caffeine that Mm -hmm. is I think tea's okay Past about 8.30am But I was feeling low on energy So I had one about half an hour ago Feel like my heart's gonna explode You seen Crank? (laughs) Yes Yeah like the scene where he's in the Chinatown Mm -hmm. market bit Yeah Oh Did you
0: have to have this coffee because of all the jogging that you were doing this morning? And by jogging, I mean actual, like, feet using your feet to jog down a pavement. Because, listeners, I uh, was walking to work this morning, and I was crossing over the bridge, and I saw Oliver Davis jogging so slowly Come he on, may as well have been walking and he had a lad behind him on a bike the bike was going so slowly he was nearly falling off of it
2: yes yeah, so first of all it wasn't walking i know this is going <laughs> to tie in to your big is walking exercise debate which has and been your agenda and it's been factually proven uh, that i'm right anecdotally proven i think factually proven as well no no yeah. i yep. don't think having a future bronze email in and agree with you and pete jabrones. So, first of all, I was not walking. I was trotting. That was (laughs) a noticeable trot. That was a clip-clop cadence. Mm -hmm. That's what I was doing with my feet in that two-minute interval, which is the rest. What I did this morning as part of the... I mean, I'm already doing four training sessions in the gym a week as part of this new program. Mm -hmm. And my guy... I've got a guy. you got a guy. He says, oh, and it will be good to see you at about 9 a.m. Wednesday morning for, for the sprints, the interval sprints. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, okay. Oh, what? So do we not, you know, do we not do the chest that day? Because that's the chest gym chest, day. Chest day, mate. And which is, as everyone knows, the funnest day. Why is to it get the them, funnest day? To get them boobs. Oh, is that what it is? I, I feel like... like that's the most obvious way I can look like a wrestler. Okay. Cuz if I walk around with big chunky legs, mm-hmm. and don't skip a leg day, no one's going to go, "Oh, you look like a wrestler." Same with the back. But if I have the big boobs, the big man booby bits. Yeah. That that's what I think in my body dysmorphic head. People is might the look most a, like a yeah. wrestler. Okay.
0: Yeah. That's that that's an interesting like look into your psyche, I guess. Do you think it's more about the pythons? The biceps? Um, I mean, I don't think I've ever thought about it at all, in all honesty. But now that you're asking me to think about it, yeah, I guess arms arms seem more visible to me on a day-to-day basis. I don't mm. know how many people, Like, I don't think I've ever noticed another man's chest when they're wearing a T-shirt or a suit. Um, but I would have noticed an arm because they wear T-shirts and you see quite a bit of an arm.
2: Well, when I'm big enough, I will start wearing those vests that come down. Oh, it's like the, the muscle vests. Yeah. yeah. So you will, will. Yeah. You will see my cleavage. Because
0: even when like I've hung out with Justin Sizem, uh, British professional wrestler Justin Sizem, I've I never even thought then, he's got a, a big chest because he's a wrestler. He's but got
2: I, a hot pod. But I have thought he's got very big arms. Mm. Well, you know, what, so you, when you were a kid, because when I was a kid, teenager... I was obsessed with looking like a wrestler because I wanted to be a wrestler. Men's chest. Yeah. yeah. I was obsessed with the body of a man. <laughs> not a, not a, a particular body, just male physiques in general. Mm-hmm. Loved them. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, I, you know, I would always, I used to do like 150 sit-ups in my room as a 14-year-old. How's
0: that going to help?
2: Exactly. I don't know. The internet wasn't really available back then. <laughs> I was just like trying to, and I thought, all right, and now I need, food to fuel that. Mhm. Four rounds of peanut butter sandwiches on white bread. That was probably just, you know, oh. if I kept on that. Yeah. I'm straight on the train to type 2 diabetes. Oh day. yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. First class tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh sadly, that also supplies you with more peanut butter <laughs> sandwiches <laughs> peanut butter in the carriage for yeah. free. So anyway, blah blah come back. So I said Oh, so we, we, don't do, we don't work in the gym this day? And he went, no, you do that as well. But in the morning, what you go out for this essentially half hour of running. Like light, light walking. Running. <laughs> and then later on in the day, you do the chest work, Double sesh. I'm not going to do that today. I'm going to do it tomorrow. <laughs> I'm too tired. But the idea is you do six one-minute sprints. But between those six-minute sprints, between those one... Oh, God, that's difficult to say. Between those six times one-minute sprints, yeah. you do two minutes of trotting. Trotting, like a horse. And
0: you're, you're, what you're claiming is that I just so happened to only see the trotting bit, and I
2: didn't see any of this, let's be honest, anecdotal sprinting. Statistically, yes, you would have said... Because it's there was more trotting than there was sprinting. Mm. And... To be honest, Ane- anecdotal sprinting. Admittedly, when I was doing the sprints near the end, that was closer to trotting <laughs> than when oh, I started. What <laughs> i saying is, I did actually see you sprinting. I get very tired <laughs> <laughs> a lot quicker than I thought I would. I did a marathon four months ago. Yeah. And, and this is the first time you've run since, said yeah, marathon. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but what I ha- my guy was on a bike shouting at me. Really? Yeah. Go "Go on, keep it up, brother. Keep it up, brother. Yeah. Keep it strong. Finish strong. (laughs) Maybe he's just talking to himself for a stay on that bike because you were going so slow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to keep the balance. (laughs) Keep it going, brother. Keep it going. You got this. So, yeah, I was, I was, I mean, I expected it to be hard, but it's like the cinnamon challenge. Until you do it, I still think I can. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. yeah Even totally.
2: though I've seen everyone
0: fail at it. And I watched it. I remember like when a friend of mine suggested that I do this way, way, way back when, when the cinnamon challenge was an actual thing. And they said to me, oh, watch this video. You can't do it. And I was like, um, yeah, you can. At least I certainly could. Yeah. Give me that cinnamon right now. And then proceeded to fail. Um,
2: but yeah, I still think if I get if I had another crack at it, I probably could do it. You think the cinnamon gag reflex is something that can be overcome with training. Oh totally, like spice. Like when you're a child and you get given spice you probably can't really hack all that spice but you
0: train yourself in order to be able to hack the spice better.
2: Are you talking about the class A drug that does yeah. the rounds in prison that, spice? That's the one, yes, yeah, absolutely. Kids just can't handle it. You did come from Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> I was at a wedding
0: uh, on Monday, which is why I wasn't here for the, Smack- uh, for the Raw review and one of the gimmicks that they had there was they had a picture of a tree with lots of branches on it and lots of these like pads and you put your thumb onto the pad so it gets ink on it and then you press your thumbprint on and then you sign your thing sounds like a way to get you know fingerprint details and, and things like that
2: yeah they're gonna swipe all the phones afterwards <laughs>
0: that's what i that's what i figured they were gonna do yeah like it was some big mission impossible style ruse but uh one of the groomsmen his only job was to make sure everyone had done it so throughout the day, he would walk past going, have you done the fingerprint? Have you done the fingerprint? done the fingerprint? Which I'm sure he thought was very funny. But he came up to me and said, have you done the fingerprint? And I went, aye, ah, yeah. And he, he just paused and looked at me and was like, sorry, what? And I went, aye. And he just had the most puzzled look on his face. Was like, and I was, was like, did you do it? And I said, yes, yes, I did do it. Sorry,
2: I is northern for yes. And when you get asked if you've had your fingerprint taken... You naturally revert to a Liverpudlian <laughs> accent. Just as uh, muscle got, memory. I feel like I'm on, I'm on trial again. Honed over <laughs> generations.
0: <laughs> I was also chatting to a uh, woman there who had just bought a house in, in central London. I believe it was in Zone 1. Wow. Yeah, quite, yeah, pretty. I'd imagine fairly well to do. She yeah. was originally from Ireland, but she also had a Yar accent. So she would be Irish, but then occasionally go, yeah, oh, yeah. She's
2: Protestant then. My, uh, my, uh, I, yeah, I, I know someone like that as well. Oh, really? Yeah. But it's, be, apparently, it's because I asked why, why you have a very upper class <laughs> English accent. She said, oh, it's just like pro- Protestants in mainland Ireland. Just Which have a weird. posh. Yeah. So, not all of them, hmm. but apparently, that's quite oh, interesting. Yeah. quite I just I just conflated the two together to be like I'd
0: imagine she's got this she's picked up this ya ya accent because of the people that she has associated herself with.
2: It's from what I understand it's because if you're Protestant in Ireland you're just going to hang out with other Protestants particularly like you know if she's a uh, she's older than us so two over two three decades ago I think
0: she was very much younger than us. Oh right yeah. okay.
2: Well then you just like you get it's kind of like in international schools When some people will have American accents, but they're Mm. from Turkey. Yes. But because they went to school where a lot of the teachers were American.
0: You and I know someone who was from Greece, who had a very thick American accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, anyway, shall we crack on with the show? (laughs) And then we will have some more super chat debates in the outro portion of the show. It's everyone's favourite debate at the moment. Everyone's been weighing in on it. Are Um, we going to put a pin on it? Yeah, well, today's the end. Today's the end of the poll. I've been trying to, I've been frantically scrolling through Twitter because Andy didn't send me a link to the tweet, and uh, which I thought he had done. So I'm scrolling through to try and find it again. But anyway, we'll have the final results of the poll and the last bit of feedback, and then we will crack on with just normal, normal chat stuff. But for now, here is us talking about the confusing Roman Reigns storyline. Here's the show.
2: Uh, uh, so, Roman Reigns, in this excellent thumbnail, looks confused <laughs> yes. I think this is the extreme end of Roman's acting This is sort of a headshot that he can send out to places Oh, right, to play like confused man number two Yeah, yeah. because I, I don't know what's happened to Seth and Roman this week But their range has just been flattened out Roman range? Yeah, they haven't got Roman range on them <laughs> Uh, but here's another performance I thought he's at the end of last week's Smackdown Where this whole thing really began A whole, what, nine days out yeah, seven From the da- summer style. Seven days ago uh, They, Roman had a piece of set pushed on him And he was he sort of acted a bit sh- sh- shooken up mm-hmm. Shooken up Yeah, and I, I, I enjoyed you his performance it, yeah, there You liked yeah. it, yeah. But then like, this it's Maybe it's more the storyline Not Roman himself Let's go through it. Let's let's try and unpack this together. So first off, at the start of the night, they have a recap of what happened on Raw, which was where Roman's car was hit by another car and then it drove off. Yes. Now, (laughs) this, in the
0: montage of clips, had a camera on the car that hit Roman's car. And I was like... Bloody hell, this company. Such a goofy thing to do. Like, no other company would think to do that, but with their, Kevin Dunn's 20,000 cuts, death by 10,000 cuts that he likes to do with his editing, of course they did that. And then, because I didn't watch Raw, I was, at, I was at a wedding, I was listening to the Raw review from Ramble, which would be the only review I'd want to listen to that's not called Going In Raw. And you said that, and Pete but see, eloquently said, Oh, they didn't have a camera on the car, which is really
2: good. They learned from last week's mistake. We praised them <laughs> for restraint in that it was a really good edit, uh, how they they cut together, here's what's happening now, here's a car crash that we must have filmed earlier on. They only had two shots, and they were edited together rather seamlessly. Mm. But, of course, in the recap package, it's Shot-a-mania, oh, yeah. where here's a camera, here's a camera, and like you said... Here's a camera on the car. And just like last week's episode of Smackdown, where there's a camera on the rigging that fell onto Roman, it takes you out of it. Yeah. So now you're asking, well, if there's a camera there, then surely the production department know who it is. And, like, you just shouldn't be asking these questions. No, you shouldn't. Because that that is a logic hole. Yeah. And if, even if this was a, a brilliant story, and it is a pretty intriguing story, but I wouldn't say it's perfect like even then this would be a logic hole that would be hard to ignore and we'd still call it out you compare
0: that to the ending of survivor series 1999 where steve austin got run down compare the two together and it's night and day mm. it's night and day one of those looks very very real and one of those is very very memorable the other one looks hokey as a and we
2: just ask ourselves find ourselves asking more questions than we need to so anyway that's just the uh... That, that's just WWE's way, though. It is what it is, unfortunately. And then after that, we get a, a backstage interview with Kayla Braxton. And Roman is, like, th- in quite a good performance, I would say. He's sitting say I down. thought it was really good. Yeah, really, yeah. Uh, especially because he apologised to Samoa Joe. Yeah, that was
0: cool, yeah. And he said,
2: no, I know it wasn't you, obviously. Uh, I didn't like the line, the attacker's is affecting his life. Cool, good line. He's And his ability to provide for his family. I'm just like, oh, I just... Why is it always about that? Yeah, it it's is. a uh, But then he says, I'm going to get answers tonight. Yeah. And then later on in the show, right in the just main event. A little bit of a shout out to Kayla Braxton
0: of her great interviewing skills. Because her first question was about, you know, who attacked you. Her follow-up question was, do you know who attacked you? You know, just <laughs>
2: investigative journalism at its finest. Well, Good sometimes work, Kayla. you just got to keep asking <laughs> those questions. Question. But who was it? <laughs> but who was it? Uh... And the main event was the New Day versus Daniel Bryan and Rowan in mm-hmm. a tag match. Yeah. And it was they've got great chemistry together. Haven't they just, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about the actual match in when we do the full review. But at the end, so it, it ends in a DQ, Rowan uses the steel steps, and Bryan and Rowan start to beat down the New Day. Then it cuts backstage to Roman Reigns, and he walks into the, the locker room, and he's like, everyone out. Not you, buddy. Yeah. And it's Buddy Murphy. Oh my God! Buddy Murphy made it to television. I know, and and, and not just in the background of a shot. Because <laughs> he did just step forward and go like, "I think you're brilliant, Shane. I love you." Because a lot of fan speculation from last week. Buddy Murphy could be seen in that Smackdown attack angle on Roman at the end of last week's show. Which got me very, very excited because I was like, man, what a heck
0: of a push. I just assumed it'd be someone who's already established. But actually, yeah, let's use this storyline to create a new star. He could easily do it. He's not being used at the moment.
2: So maybe let's make a new star out of it. But instead... It's Rowan. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So Roman sort of like... And and a really awesome response, Buddy Murphy just stands up and says, I do know it was, but I'm not going to tell you.
0: Well, he said, even if I knew who it was, I wouldn't tell you anyway. But Roman's like, okay, yeah, so you do know then. And then just starts throwing him around like he's a little (coughs) rag doll. Um, And yeah, and then like pushes him up against the wall with like a, who was it? And he says, it was Rowan. Mm. I didn't
2: see Daniel Bryan, but it was Rowan. And Roman Reigns here, I thought was really quite cool. And, and I, w- I wish this is what they did with him before. as like kind of this badass. Mm-hmm. This is good badass Reigns. But then it cuts to the ring where Daniel Bryan and Rowan are just standing there. Watching the screen. Last time we saw them, they were beating up the New Day. Oh, yeah. So, okay, that's fine. That's been resolved. But they're just standing there quite gormlessly, very like in in a line, power watching Roman Reigns do this. And... Brian's expression is one of confusion, maybe guilt. Very hard to read, I would say. You could interpret his facial expression many ways. Yeah. Rowan's, however, was just like, and what, son? Yeah. And he was, like, really, like, quite confidently stood up tall and just staring defiantly. Mm. Well, I say in my review that it was
0: Buddy Murphy says it was Rowan. I said it was, and it was, as reported, Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Well, it was Rowan, although
2: Bryan didn't look that surprised when he heard the news. But he didn't look like he knew what was happening either.
0: No, but he also didn't act to be like, what? It was you. Like, look at his his friends and say, like, was it you? He literally just sort of wasn't really looking at anything.
2: Mm. Yeah. So, I didn't hate this. I actually quite liked it. Thumbs up from me. I thought it was a very intriguing way to end the show because it's not like, ugh, that this is just too stupid now. It's like, oh, okay, it could be Rowan. It could just be Rowan acting on his own accord. It could actually be Brian masterminding this whole situation. I just, you know, go off on a tangent. Luke Harper's coming back. He's working for The Fiend. Rowan's going to join him. Brian and Ro- Roman and Samoa Joe have to turn... Team up in a super combo on a three-on-three. But this is a good angle to have two weeks ago. This is not a go-home angle to something that's going to set up a match this Sunday. If they book uh, on Twitter on Friday afternoon, Brian versus Roman Reigns, because it's come out that Brian's actually the one behind it, which is what I'm scared they're going to do. That is really wasting a lot of potential. I think if they do announce a match
0: for SummerSlam, because they can't announce one now on TV. We're out of TV time. SmackDown's over. at SummerSlam this coming uh, Sunday. Unless you did something on TakeOver. The only way you can do this now is if you announce it via social media, which, let's be honest, WWE think is a good thing to do. I personally think it's a terrible way to book television, but, you know, regardless. And I don't think it'll be Roman versus Bryan. I think they'll book... Roman versus Rowan and they'll just have a very short match where Roman wins and I think this because in the build during the match the New Day versus Planeteers match the commentators did mention on several occasions I don't know why I didn't pick up on this until afterwards they kept saying talking about how big Rowan is how he's not been pinned or submitted since he came back how he's not been this how he's not been that and I thought oh it's so Roman can beat him and so yeah, Roman can give him a good fist in No, it's a the claw I'm doing Oh, the claws! Claw. I, I thought you were doing the, 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 the cocking the, the, Roman's going to cock you yeah. and, um, and he's going to give him a Superman punch and, and win And then he'll be the one to chop down Big Redwood mm. So I think it'll likely be Roman versus Rowan if it's anything
2: Well Who else are we missing here? <clears throat> Joe, Samoa Joe Who does Roman Reigns And Rowan have in common? Who does Samoa Joe and Roman... Maybe, maybe, can you smell? Oh, the can... Rock. <laughs> no. Hobbs and Shaw. Roman Reigns was in Hobbs and Shaw. Rowan had a WrestleMania match against The Rock. That was The Rock's last in-ring match. I see where you're going with that. You're pulling into speculation station again, and I like it. I like the way your mind goes. i just thinking, well, what, look, I don't think... I'm worried that Rowan is going to get a big push out of this. <laughs> Well, of course he is. You've seen the size of him. Yeah, but it's just it's it's baffling. Look, I don't dislike Rowan, but he is nowhere near as good as Luke Harper. No. And just to to look at the Wyatt family faction and think Rowan's the money star there yeah. out of the original lineup, which is seems to be what keeps happening. Yeah, he was the tallest one. Until <laughs> Braun stepped I in, in with the car monster push. Yeah, it's to tie this up. It's a very intriguing storyline, and it, it I do like it. I just if if the aim is to have a SummerSlam match out of it I th- I think they rushed it really quite badly into into the last 7 8 days but maybe this is a larger storyline that plays out over the next couple of months and it doesn't have an installment at SummerSlam there is
0: it just seems crazy to me that we're going to have a SummerSlam without a Roman Reigns match which j- it just seems crazy really I'd also say, I mean, we said this last week as well, that this felt like it needed to be a longer storyline and we could have had more weeks of the investigation into who did what and where happened when. And it feels like seven days out, they have sort of blown their load because, well, we've got SummerSlam this weekend and we may do something there because there's 10 matches announced and a few of the speculated matches that were going to happen just happened on TV instead. So... Maybe they're going to add a Roman Rowan match. Maybe they'll add a Roman Bryan match. Or, as you say, maybe they'll add a tag match. I or just the think, Rock, three-way. Or the Rock, you know, Rock and the Six Man. I just think either way, it's 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 almost too late in the
2: day. Yeah, yeah, but I can't I can't see a good way to get this going by Sunday. No, uh, God, if it's a pre-show setup. I mean, look, one thing WWE seem to have done this year for SummerSlam in particular is big last-minute sells. One of the big selling points of SummerSlam this year is Goldberg's return happened in the last possible segment of Raw before SummerSlam It came back a couple of months ago though Yep, yep that's a, We don't talk about that one though, oh, do we? Oh, okay, uh, sorry did, did that happen? I can't remember It was a fever dream I've <sighs> just got a headache and I can't remember I think it was, it was too hot that's why we yeah. can't remember uh, And maybe a crazy part of this is let's set it up announce it all as a hot kickoff show angle and see how many network subscribers come in off of that's that. That's actually not the worst shout. Yeah, which is not. It'd be a very interesting way to to really do a last minute sell for conversions of pre-show into the network. Yeah, you're absolutely right on that. And I didn't cons- I didn't consider the pre-shows. Actually, that's a really good shout. So we'll see what happens. Maybe either they'll, they'll tease yeah.
0: a Roman Rowan confrontation, or Daniel Bryan will make his announce his thoughts on the yeah. situation.
2: Uh, but either way, I, I still think it's a bit rushed. <laughs> Diggity, it, dig, diggity, dog. Uh, we've got to give thanks also To our Pledge Hammers on Patreon $25 a month or more So thank you, Ken I'm not eligible for a case of craft beer To Leon Yeah, hey, nice Adam and the Anthony
0: Bergeron yeah, Yes, nice
2: Nathan for you, Ford oh, hey.
0: Little drummer boy, Scott Drummond. Oh baby. Yeah. Oh baby, there
2: he is. Andy Datson's number one fan, Tomo Tomo. Tomo, Tomo.
0: Kratos' forgotten son, Chris Petrell. Whoa, yes!
2: Disrespectfully classy, Marky Blassy. Oh yes. Blassy? Blassy? Blassy, I yeah. would say Blassie. That's because you're posh. I don't say classy. I say yeah. classy, blassy. You say bath. I say bath. Big grass? Grass yeah, yeah, Posh Garage <laughs> It's all this garage music I'm that man yes. That yes. new favourite name Rob Steiner Recliner yes.
0: Yes. yes Nice <laughs> I was hoping you could take this one Because it might mean something to you now
2: Today's Tom Sawyer Meme Meme Pride ba-dum, It's a ba-dum. Rush song Yes yeah, You're
0: massively into Rush now aren't you? <laughs> Yo, Adrian!
2: Rocky! Yeah! Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Bad Connection, Thomas Lacton. Yeah, Tom, nice one, mate.
3: Let's see what you guys think on the super chat. We've got quite a lot already, which is great. People are very active. Uh, First one comes in from. the headmaster, Jonathan Hedman. Had to think of his name there. Uh, do you think Yellow Jacket is still alive in the microverse? Sorry, that was meant for the screen-stalking <laughs> stream. Do you think that uh, WWE at Survivor Series is going to be the Samoans versus Team Earth and two others? If so, who?
0: Ooh. Oh, of course, the the Usos. We've also mm. mentioned those within this potential uh,
2: unit. <laughs> so Roman Joe Usos. you have got four there. Versus Brian, Rowan... Fiend and Harper and Braun Strowman well, I was going to say heavy machinery so maybe your answer is better than mine yeah I don't know
3: I don't think that's a Survivor Series feud though uh, Tom Garan says Brian versus Roman this must mean New Day will split <laughs> Biggie heel turn Biggie's turn and heel he's got it uh, we got one from KJ that says so much for that Buddy Murphy main event push
0: yeah I thought he made us look a bit of a chump in all he fairness. got pushed uh, in yeah total. there you
2: go oh, that's a good show. hey he's getting the rub He's getting a good rub there yeah. <laughs> of his face into a wall.
0: Yeah. Roman Reigns actually mentioned this on, on Twitter, actually, because someone said like tweeted him to say, hey, man, actually, but have you seen the size of Buddy Murphy's arms? Like He looks like he could be a main eventer. And Roman essentially tweet back, going, like, gotta have more than arms,
3: mate. <laughs> gotta have greasy hair. <laughs> uh, we've got one from Tim Ant, who says, after flipping over the announcers table, I know that Shane McMahon has more muscle than the Usos have DUIs.
2: I don't know if that's, uh, what, so the Usos have how many? Between them, three? Three. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Shane has three muscles? Three, well, three more muscles. Three more muscles. He's got that's six right. muscles.
3: Uh, another from Tim Arndt that says, Rowan was wearing the best shirt I've ever seen on WWE TV last night. For,
2: I mean, it's in Rowan rather than
0: Rowan. Rowan.
3: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Skull metal band, I'd imagine.
2: Yeah. yeah, so probably from Scandinavia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I see I, I do I do get a kick out of a lot of people loving Rowan's shirt choices oh yeah I don't they all look the same to me I'm, they don't pop me as
0: much as Shayna Baszler <laughs> and uh Killian Dane. Killian Dane returning to NXT in a tool t-shirt I was mm. like well he's
3: you know, he's not the best wrestler ever when someone wears a Weezer shirt <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's when I'll take notice <laughs> Uh, Graham Scrivener Not Scrivener That I was saying before uh, Says Hello guys Hope you're alright Watching Smackdown Then G1 Climax later Also Is New Japan hotter Than the three other companies Of WWE Impact And Ring of Honor
0: They're not hotter than WWE I would say
2: Um, I wouldn't say they're hotter than AEW either No I mean like AEW just sold out Last Friday Their first TV taping Yeah I think Critically the, they G, always the, are. The G one is putting on. It's probably the best tournament ever again. Yeah, it, and beating last year's. Yeah, and in that circle, that small circle, New Japan are
3: do have the most momentum, but overall, no, I no. Don't think they do. Uh, and then this will just be the last one before we get on with the rest of the show. We've got a uh, Mickey the Time Lord <coughs> said, "Morning, gents. Here from the U.S. And I love what you're doing. And you both have relaxing voices.
2: Ah, thank you." <laughs> You thought of the same joke, Jinx. (laughs) Right, so Smackdown started with Charlotte coming out, who is now referred to even by the babyface commentators as the queen of all eras. Oh God what a terrible name that is which look that's a that's a good heel name because it makes you have that response you just that was heat towards Charlotte so only let Corey Graves say it yes
0: yeah 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 you, you, if she calls it she calls herself that like Shane McMahon calls himself the best in the world but the babyface commentator doesn't say it's the best in the world Shane McMahon
2: yeah and look, the whole story of this match is it's Trish. Like that, this this all eras thing hasn't been decided yet. The babyface commentators should be saying, "Well, uh you know, i will challenge that because we've still got Trish Stratus out there. She still looks good in the ring. Yada yada yada. Nonsense, nonsense, nonsense." Mm-hmm. So it's it's a classic thing of does it minimizes the intended heel heat because the commentators condone it or the referees looking right at it? It doesn't give the same reaction.
0: Yeah, but uh, she came out to got a you know fairly decent primate so said that everyone sees greatness whenever she steps in the ring she puts over trish stratus but says that she's only come back because she's jealous of flair and to demonstrate that here's a video package of my highlights and i was like hey this is clearly a video package that she has made so i am totally on board with this and then the video package shows lots of crowds and cheerings and wrestlemanians and whatnot and then it's lots of shots of trish and the commentators going like trish stratus is great she's sister blah, blah, doo, ba, doo, doo, doo. and then like "Hey, Trish." And Charlotte's in the ring looking T.O.'d. and it was yeah, it was pretty good actually. And then Trish comes out to essentially say, "Yeah, I played that video package. Mm. I liked all of that.
2: I liked all of Charlotte's stuff. I, I, she's such a good promo. Um, I just I'm not into Trish." Trance I was, was going to say,
0: you noticed I, I left a pause when I, I at that point there to say I was <laughs> I liked this bit, and, yeah. then, and then Trish had to cut a promo which was less good.
2: I didn't even like the video promo reveal. I thought it was a bit. I, like I, it. I thought it was overproduced. The yeah, and yeah WWE I know right I know <laughs> What a shock But Trish walks out And she just cuts You know Natalia looks like Al Pacino <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, wow. Yeah at, at the sort of charisma levels Trish is putting out It's Yeah it, It's Well I'm okay so- I don't know what's happened She used to
0: Oh yeah, and I I think actually, and this might uh, you know tickle some uh, audience members. I think her bad acting rubbed off on uh, Charlotte as well because she's there talking about like how it's my dream to have a match with you and to prove to the WWE universe and doo doo de doo, and then Charlotte in as monotone and as flat a way as possible goes, "Welcome to your nightmare, Trish." Uh oh. Yeah, and then walked away, and I was like, Ugh. hmm not the hottest go-home angle I've ever seen. Although it was
2: hotter than the go-home angle for Randy and Kofi. Hey! I will come on to that. Uh, Trish did slap her. She did. Yeah. yeah. And then Flair just walked away cockily. I just... It's like... I don't know what WWE are doing to these pretty good to fantastic promos in the noughties in that sort of attitude era. Kurt Angle's another one where he went... And, like, you know, even in Impact, he was still a good promo. On the indies, he was a good promo. You put him in WWE when he comes back... Just terrible. Yeah. Well, you're asking them to be actors. Yeah, yeah. And and
0: we've seen the movies that Cat Angle's made. The man's (laughs) man's not an actor. Uh, But I I would say, actually, in defence of this segment and defence of this feud, this is a feud that isn't really built around story. No. This is built around, like, a a quote-unquote dream match. It's it's an era versus an era match. So you don't really need a whole lot of story. It's the mistake they made with Rock Hogan at WrestleMania X8. Mm. All you needed to say was, it's The Rock versus Hulk Hogan. You're like, okay, cool. Well, we got to see that match. Got to buy a ticket to see that and then they muddied the waters by trying to do, like, storylines where he tries to run him over and all this sort of stuff. It's Brett Vince. You, you overcomplicate it. You over the pudding. Here, you just need to say, these are. this is the biggest star of this current generation
2: versus the biggest star of the previous generation, and they're going to collide. Do you think it's going to turn into a tag match by SummerSlam? <laughs> Remember they announced Trish versus Alexa Bliss they did, in the yeah. exact same style. For Evolution last year.
0: It was a never an intended match. <laughs> uh,
2: after this, speaking of legends matches and uh, sort of nostalgic, rather arbitrary returns, we get a recap of Dolph Ziggler and Goldberg and all the stuff that happened on Raw, and then Goldberg's music starts. Yeah. And how they should have done, in my opinion, on Raw the previous night, they cut backstage. There's a bunch of guards on a, around the locker room door. They knock on the door. It's Dolph Ziggler.
0: See, I, I agree with you to a point, but for me, they, they shot their load early. Because they announced that Dolph Ziggler was having a match next. Ah, And then on the door, it had Dolph Ziggler's name.
2: Oh, I still, I didn't even <laughs> so, register
0: that. And it said like, oh, Dolph's got a match coming on next. And then the music here, I was like, okay, so it's Dolph trolling then.
2: This worked me very well. And I, I don't know how I didn't see it coming because of those very obvious things you just said. <laughs> yeah. And also it used to be Ziggler's gimmick yeah. all the time. Yeah. But it uh, came out with beautiful hair. Oh, his hair at the moment is, it's tremendous. It's, it's beautiful. It's
0: gorgeous. It's straight and oh.
2: blonde. Yeah, really, really pretty. He's a pretty guy. Uh, and then Dolph comes out for a match against Ray, but it never really got gets started because Dolph hits the most devastating superkick of all time. Mm. And, and yeah, Ray yeah. just doubles over and can't move.
0: Yeah, and then he sort of beats him up on the outside and then gets in the ring to say that he's just ended a legend. He's going to do the same to Goldberg at SummerSlam and then Prince Ali, uh, handsome as he, Glory runs is down he. To, to make the save. And then they had mm-hmm. a match. And this might have been my most irritable thing on on this episode of SmackDown, actually. I I wasn't the biggest fan of this show, of this episode. I didn't think it was a great episode overall anyway, but as a go-home show for SummerSlam, I thought it was a bit of an epic fail. Yeah. This in particular, though, really, really wound me up because since Ali made his return or has been making his return with all of his promo packages, they have been building... And building and building. Talking about him going back into that WWE Championship picture. Randy Orton keeps mentioning his name being like, he should be in your position, but he's not because of me. Almost teasing an Ali versus Orton feud that can happen down the line. They've been building Ali. He's been doing these amazing, amazing promos. He then started a feud with Shinsuke Nakamura and pinned Shinsuke Nakamura last week. I didn't like the fact that they played it, it as a shock victory. It should have been more like, well, no, of course I won. Look at me. And that was then going to lead into an IC title picture. So why the hell just beat him now? Why, I, and I, and I, I get that you want to make Dolph look strong because he's got the big marquee match at SummerSlam. I get that. And it totally makes sense to give Dolph a win because Lord knows he bloody needs them. But why sacrifice Ali for it? Why do all of this months and months of work and then just have him lose on an episode of TV in a meaningless match?
2: Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> they had... Ray was beaten up. Ali runs down for the defense, straight to ad break. So the large portion of this match comes in the sort of split screen ad break thing, and it comes back. Ali gets one move, but Dolph wins yeah. in the end. So it it doesn't do anything for Ali at all. Nope. Arguably does call him off somewhat. And I I mean I'm just Pritchard in it here. I reckon in their heads they think, well Dolph's facing Goldberg. This is good for Ali oh yeah maybe yeah, yeah maybe that, I, that's a way to preach it i suppose which yeah. i i you know completely disagree with there's a hundred people literally yeah. the amount of people <laughs> on wwe's roster that could have just given dolph a good victory you've here.
0: got a decent apollo Crews back there <clears throat> who yeah. could have easily filled in this role and wouldn't have had the damage then that, that's done to ali i for me i thought it was a terrible terrible decision to make um there was also a moment in there as well where he does his like roll through x factor uh, that he does and they made mention to the fact that it's a it's a nod to x pack who's one of ali's favorite wrestlers and i wondered if this was them taking a shot at taz because you see all the stuff with taz on twitter
2: yeah it was someone took his well a
0: die asked yeah. on twitter i want to use the taz mission as a finisher is that okay and Taz went on this bizarre little rant being like, why do me on the Twitter machine? Why you come ask me, you poison? And made this big deal out of it. And x Park was just, just like, mate, it's not really your move. None of these are our <laughs> moves. And then, uh, yeah, and then Ali was just like, mate, take the move. I think it's great.
2: Yeah, he's... Uh... Taz is a prickly fellow. <laughs> just. Uh, but then we got a, a run of which was pretty much, here's what happened on Raw. Oh, yeah. So we got the, the Reigns car crash recap. We got a Seth versus Brock recap of yeah. that lame angle. It was 30 minutes into the show, we had three recaps <laughs> of Raw. Then we got the Reigns interview with Kayla Braxton that we've already talked about. Then we've got the Harley Race video package. Which was lovely. Which was lovely. I I just... WWE so clearly thinks... That they have two distinct audiences for Raw and SmackDown. That they are the same people. It's a it's Venn just diagram. Off, it's just less of them. Yeah, I'd, and it's like when they would re- replay Firefly Funhouse on SmackDown. It's it's and, and say, oh, it's a new instalment of this. Well, it's new to SmackDown, but really we all watched it on Raw. I just, I, it's annoying, mm. uh, mate. It makes more sense when they move to Fox, but.
0: Yeah. There was a, um, on the Harley Race video package, I don't know if this is the case, but these were all old interviews. Um, Yeah. Like they're all from the Austin DVD. You could tell by John Cena's t shirt that it was an old interview. But what some of them I I thought might have been relatively new because there was a story a couple of years ago that WWE just filmed a lot of interviews with legends within the business about wrestlers who are going to pass in years to come Mm -hmm. and essentially just like talk about their career and then we can use it in Memoriam videos when the time comes. I just wondered if you were those from there because the Jerry Lawler one felt like it was. Yeah,
2: it probably is. That's standard practice, really, with most media organisations. Oh, yeah. Like the BBC have just a rolling obituary tape for Prince Philip. Yeah. So it's it's ready to go as soon as he eventually passes.
0: They had... um (coughs) <coughs> uh, a video already, always ready to go. This is a story that I heard uh, firsthand. Um, al- I always had a video ready to go and a contingency plan in place should uh, Bruce Forsyth die during
2: mm. Strictly Come Dancing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got Ember Moon versus Natalia. An interesting piece of matchmaking. They're both the number one contenders for their respective brands' titles. Interesting in that neither of them can lose. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> that's fine. I- I- I'm not against it. Just have a DQ finish.
0: I, I don't know, man. I just, I. Why would you book yourself into this corner?
2: I don't. I. I think it can work. I on paper. I think that's a good. That's a good draw for a go home show. Here's the two people fi- Like, just just come up with a creative finish. I'm. I'm not against Natalia winning via DQ either. Like, just a sharpshooter on the outside. What I would have preferred though is. This match to go like 10 minutes, at least 10 minutes. And Natalia and Ember Moon are both kind of baby facing yeah, yeah. They have a really good showing. And then you're like, oh, I want to see them both fight for the titles independently. Natalia just sort of snaps at the end. And that's when she gets the sharpshooter DQ loss, like, well, was a, a, a double count out in the end, um, is how the match actually finished. And then Bailey walks down and helps up Moon. But then Moon, like, shoves her off. And that's how you build that story. That's how I would have done it. I, I'm I'm not against the matchmaking at all. What I am against is them making the match. It going 30 seconds, and then then it just finishing with the Natalia DQ, or, or sorry, the double countout. I
0: just as soon as this match started, I was like, well, we're not going to get a clean finish, which is going to be unsatisfactory to the audience, and it's not going to make either of them look good, and it didn't. And none of the, and neither of them looked good coming out of this, particularly Ember Moon, who I thought looked pretty yeah, rubbish. Yeah. She, uh, she got the worst
2: deal. Yeah. She really
0: did, because she essentially got laid out by Natalia and then helped up by the person she's facing for the title this coming Sunday. And it's just that's two weeks in a row now. You went from her laying out Charlotte Flair and Bailey on her own, and she outsmarted Bailey in the process, to then being beaten by Alexa Bliss for no reason hmm. whatsoever. And then, yeah, being effectively beaten up here. So she looks like... She looks crap going into her title match this Sunday. I'm not sure how you could possibly care about these two fighting other than they're both great wrestlers and they should have a really good match. The story they're told around this has been absolutely awful.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Then we got the KO show with special guest Shane McMahon. This picked me back up on the show. I was really down on SmackDown at this point, but this really picked me back up. When, When Shane McMahon came down, I thought... God, I haven't missed you. <laughs> like, he was on all the segments for months. Yeah. And I thought, oh, my God, I have not missed Baron Corbin either. It was just like a, ah, oh, that's yeah. nice. Well, until he that's comes back, and you might have missed him. Yeah, yeah, when he comes back. But, you know, I've had my dose of Baron Corbin for the year, really. Uh, but Shane McMahon comes down, and he makes Greg Hamilton do the best in the world. But Kea grabs the mic off of Greg, and... K- K.O. just effectively challenges Shane to put his career on the line too. But, and I love this,
0: Shane stood at me and was like, <clears throat> why? Yeah. Why would I do that? I've got no reason to do it, so no. And it was great. I thought it was really, really smart stuff from Shane. But crucially for me, it plants the seed that Shane's career could be put on the line at some point, mm. which is something the fans want to see. I thought it was a really, really smart bit of just like, here's a little seed. There's a little bit of nugget. This could happen at some point. It's not going to happen now, but it could happen soon. I thought it was really smart stuff.
2: And Shane also listed all the ways he can beat KO. Like, why would I put my career on the line? I'm going to beat you. I could beat you with a submission. I could beat you on a pin. He said, I could beat you with the most devastating submission. (laughs) The the triangle chokehold. And then he said, very interestingly, I could beat you if you get yourself DQ'd. Mm. And then, like, it's... I mean, really, like, Elias could just run in, punch Shane McMahon. Yeah. And then KO's got to quit. Yeah. Uh, but that that's kind of what happened here. KO said Shane doesn't have any balls and then dropped his mic like that was a big thing. It didn't really well, land.
0: Well, I think in the McMahon world, that is the big thing. Ooh. That's the biggest insult is
2: you don't have the balls. The size of grapefruits. The size of grapefruits. And Elias jumped in, hit KO, but... They they brawled outside. Owen stunners Elias on the desk, but then Shane gets on top, he's beaten on Owens, and devastatingly, crushes none of Kevin Owens under the commentary desk.
0: Well, no, but I thought the steel chair to the yeah, face yeah, was, was cool. he then put a steel chair over Owens's uh, Owens' face and hit a running drop kick into it. Wasn't quite like like a Chris Saban hesitation drop kick, it was, you know, more of a, a sliding with style. Sweaty slide. <laughs> Whoa! Um but I really liked this. I liked everything about this segment. And I yeah. thought it was. And this was in, you know, there was not a lot of this to, not a lot to say about this on the show, but it was a hot go home angle for the pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah.
2: And, and, they really saved,
0: and they saved the biggest one to last.
2: Yeah. Because I, I, I sort of was into Owens potentially losing there. Like the way Shane stood on, stood on top at the end. I don't think that meant made Owens look weak at all. Yeah. I, you know, it was, it was a two-on-one disadvantage. And now I'm, I am worried that he will lose. I think he will.: Yeah, yeah. Spoiler for my
0: predictions uh, tomorrow, but yeah, I think that Shane's picking up the win.:
2: Then we got Sami Zayn coming out, which was kind of laughable because is it, so Zane's not friends with Owens anymore.: One they their face and heel now, so they can't be friends anymore. But there was never any on-screen breakup well, between the two.: No, but you're not meant to remember that. <laughs> uh, Sammy Goldberg like like Goldberg returning for the super showdown. And he cuts an in-ring promo about challenging Alistair Black. He said, uh,
0: Black's not accepted his challenge yet. Mm. Um, and listed the reason why. But then Alistair Black's music hits. And I was like, awesome. This is very cool. Because either we're getting the match set up for SummerSlam Net, like, or they're going to have the match <coughs> now, which you and I have talked about a lot of times in this show. Oh, yeah. That's a good thing. Like, you build these storylines on TV and then you have the payoff on the go-home show to try and get people excited about other potential feuds ending at the pay-per-view. So I got, I thought it was a big thumbs up. The problem was, is that Alistair Black cut his promo from his, like, creaky little door entrance thing and it looked stupid.
2: I just feel like WWE, it's a problem that WWE think they can put a camera anywhere. <laughs> Even on the front of a car. Like, some camera positions look stupid. And yeah, this was one of them. I've seen a few people online say it was good, but only from a goofy way. Like, oh my God, I love pro wrestling. That was so silly. Yeah. Uh, I, I I respect Black's seriousness a bit more than that to, a, to to get a goofy kick out of this segment. Yeah, that works if
0: it's our truth Yeah. But it, it, it's it's Alistair Black. You're meant to be taking him seriously. Like if The Fiend had done it, mm. then you'd be like, well,
2: now The Fiend looks a bit goofy. Exactly. Uh, but Black then came out, and yeah, they had the match right now, which is... Great because that means it's not on SummerSlam. SummerSlam can be a bit shorter or at least get, give some of the other matches on there a bit more time. And then it went straight into an ad break. Yeah. Like it as the bell rang, which was, I was so excited to see Black wrestle because they've done a good job at holding that back. Yeah. And then it went straight to an ad break. I'm like, ah. It's the double edged sword mm. of
0: the idea that you and I have talked about many times on this show of doing these matches on the go-home show to try and build some interest into SummerSlam, that being a good thing. The other side of that sword, though, is if this was on pay-per-view, it would have been a better match. Yeah. yeah. And, and I would have enjoyed the match a lot more because you're not doing a TV match, you're doing a pay-per-view match. And yeah, as you said, like
2: the ad break thing is, is part of the problem of that. And it comes back, and it's not that Should've long after. Should have been two out three falls. Hmm? Should have been two out yeah, three falls. Yeah, restart the <laughs> match. Uh, yeah, they come back and Sammy's on top. Black hits a high knee, Black Mass for the win. So, Black Mass still looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, Black won again. That's great. Uh, but it wasn't, like, it wasn't super amazing. No.
0: Yeah. Uh, Shelton Benjamin's back doing his creepy staring gimmick. Um, possibly going to be... Not creepy. Going to be inserting himself
2: into the 24-7 title picture. That's what he was asked about. And he looked around with his cheeky eyes and then went, Well... And then walked off. I like it more when he's animated sliding off. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, do you know what, I mean, I, I literally have zero opinion on it. I forget that it's a thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then it comes back, and I'm like, I still have no opinion on mm. it. Uh, after this, we got the Firefly Funhouse. Well,
3: before that,
2: New <coughs> Day oh, miss? New day. we were walking backstage, wasting water for fun. Oof.
0: And it just, it was Big E just opening up bottles of water and just pouring on himself another plastic bottle of water, pouring on himself another one. And is there just handing him these plastic bottles of water. And I thought, there's a reason why Daniel Bryan hates you guys. Yeah. Because, honestly, I'm with Bryan.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Run people over. (laughs) Drop set pieces of set on them. Uh, Hey, man, that was Rowan. After that, we got Firefly Funhouse. Which was Huskus the Pig Boy, mm-hmm. which is the, the pig puppet of, of the gang, gorging himself on sweeties and chocolates. It's candy from our American viewers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no sweeties over there. No, dude. No, absolutely not. And Br- Bray Wyatt comes over and and just talks about how he he loves how Finn is, isn't afraid of anything, but it's really just ignorance. And then we get a few fiend shots. Let me in. Yeah, yeah it's, it's more of the
0: Mr. Rogers facade falling apart under the weight of the Fiend. like The Fiend persona just sort of taking over. He wants to be more like that Mr. Rogers, but the Fiend persona is, more, is, is a much weightier personality trait for him. Mm. I think it's cool stuff, man. I think it's just the most engaging character in WWE. It's the most compelling character in WWE. And I cannot wait to see Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor at SummerSlam.
2: Has the Fiend been on SmackDown? Uh, no. Is the Fiend drafted to Raw? Or was he there last week? And he Bray came out on stage? Wyatt. I. Uh, yeah? yeah. For Bala versus someone. Dolph. Dolph, because yes. Dolph got to win. Okay. My my wild card <laughs> idea was was thwarted there. Uh, yep. Yeah, I'm really excited about it too. Of all the angles. Uh, I mean, they haven't really built a Finn Balor match It's not about Finn Balor It's not It's about the Fiend's first in-ring appearance Yes uh, As as an actual match If it was the Demon versus the Fiend Bigger deal Yeah, they they should have built a much bigger thing around this We could have had him dressed as a pumpkin again 2K20 trailer again? Yeah, what do you think? Because we haven't spoken about this yet What do you make of it? I think it's... I I think the problem is Two-fold WrestleVote said it was going to be this amazing trailer. Yeah. And it is a pretty good trailer. And I, I do like, uh, as on the nose as it is, Becky Lynch crashing through the glass ceiling, seeing all the legends, sort of gate crashing the party. That is cool. Um, but I thought it would have been better. You know, like, it's not Sting level or Goldberg level. Those are incredible trailers. And it feels much more bigger budget as well. The, the, the other thing is, just go with Becky Lynch like i the, yeah. the the sort of addition of roman reigns there just feels ah we ind- we want to put you on the front but we actually don't believe in you
0: oh that's totally is like yeah. we want to put you on the front but you, you're not a man you're the man but you're not an actual man so we can't put you on the cover alone
2: yeah and we don't have faith that people will buy the game Absolutely, if yeah. you're just on it yeah. which which is a shame like you'd expect them to be braver also i th- i think the narrative of that that promo should then be Lynch beats up a load of guys. She beats up Hogan. She beats up Braun Strowman because that's part of the magic of the video game thing. You can have female characters beating up the guys. No, you can, can you not? No. Oh. You, can't, you can't do intergender matches. I don't think. Can you not? I don't think so. They just had a freaking Facebook series about intergender matches. Yeah, but the men can't fight the men and the women can't fight the women. Sorry. You've done that. I've done the wrong the way round. W- wrong the men way men round. can't fight the women and the women can't fight the men. Oh well. Well, that would have been a great feature reveal. Perhaps. Just have everyone fighting everyone. It's a video game.
0: Yeah, but you've got to take this seriously, though, haven't
2: you? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I thought it was was
0: fine, I guess. Um, I thought it was funny watching Becky Lynch approach stand-ins and and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was... Maybe it's just I'm not hyped for the game because then they showed footage of the game and I was like, oh, it looks exactly the same as the last
2: five 2K games, and I didn't like any of them. Give me a bubble head, then we're talking. Now we're talking. Uh, Chad Gable's backstage next, looking so good in his new hair. Yeah, didn't recognise him like really at first. Smart. Looks like he's been on Queer Eye for the Straight Guy or something. Mm-hmm. And he's just stretching with a band, and Elias walks over and tells him he's rubbish for being short. Well, yeah, he put his um, weight stuff... I don't know what the
0: stuff is. He put the weight thing down. It's a resistance band, he, I think. He put that down, Yeah, whatever that does. He put one of them down, and then Elias said you're a chump. And Chad went, essentially went, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And then Elias said, well, I'm tall and you're short and therefore you are rubbish. And I'm like, God's sake, how more, how many more times are we going to get the I am tall, you are short storyline? There are two inches between them. Elias is not exactly like towering over him. Like, they're standing, they were basically eye to eye. Yeah. So the tall short storyline really falls apart. And I just, how lazy can you get in order to do this storyline
2: again? Well, it's bit, it's obviously one of Vince McMahon's go-to templates. So he's just falling back on this. Like it, it, That always has to be a, a feud going on somewhere. And for everyone who's excited, oh, Chad Gable might be getting a push out of this. This might be the start of something. I'm afraid, historically, you're wrong. Because <laughs> if WWE book you in a storyline where it's based about you being short or lacking in charisma... Those never turn out well for those people, even though the story should be, huh, they get over the charisma and they prove that they do, or I defeat being vertically challenged and I can beat you anyway. Never happens.
0: Was Daniel Bryan more over after
2: the big cast feud?
0: No. If anything, it hurt him.
2: Uh, But it looks like that will be a feud after SummerSlam, potentially. Cool. Then we got... Do you want to talk about this? Because you seem way down on this. I'm not way down on it. I thought it was a good promo. Mm. Like, Kofi
0: cut a return promo on Randy Orton that he cut last week. A, it wasn't as good as Randy's promo.
2: No.
0: It wasn't as good as Randy's promo. But he, I liked some of the things that he said. He goes, there were rumors that Randy used his influence to keep me down. But I worked hard to get this point. Uh, I can show what a true inspiration has been. And I'm using my influence to pick people up. And I thought, that's actually some really good lines there. That's, that's really good. And I've, I've enjoyed this promo. It's just not a go-home promo.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And it's just, it seems to be a common occurrence in Kofi-Kingston feuds. You're not important. It doesn't matter you're WWE champion. You're not the most important thing on this show. And your feuds don't really matter. And we're not going to give you the big, hot, go-home angle. It doesn't matter who you're facing. It's like every, Dolph, Joe, all of the feuds he's had, now Randy, have all had lame go-home angles that are actually nothing they're not even angles Mm. so it feels to me that it's so unimportant for smackdown at the moment that the wwe champion has a match on sunday
2: yeah of all the matches and storylines it's probably you know fourth on the pecking order owens mcmahon is bigger than this yeah reigns versus brian not even a match on sunday way bigger. bigger Uh, Trish and uh, Charlotte. Yeah, at least they Bigger. got an
0: in-ring segment together Finn the... with some multiplication. Finn versus the Fiend. Uh, yeah, yeah, Finn versus F- Fiend. F-
2: Finn versus Finn. <laughs> Fiend versus Finn. All of those things. So I, I really liked this mm-hmm. interview format. Makes it feel more serious. Feels like there's a lot of context there because this is stuff they're playing off of that was 10 years ago. And I, I, I love. I agree, the autumn one was better. But I, I'm glad Kofi got a chance to answer it. But yes. Have these two play out a week earlier, and then have an actual hot go home angle. This
0: is two weeks ago. They need, and you look back at the angles that those two were doing in two thousand nine. They were like big time backstage angles. They were doing like big feud stuff. Yeah. And here, they've, all they've done is they've just said some words at each other, and now they're
2: having a match. And it doesn't feel like Randy's that that bothered by it. Yeah, and that because the main event was. A a tag match without the titles on the line. And it went through two ad breaks. So it just just feels like the balance is off there. And it didn't even really have a go-home angle. It was just like a cliffhanger angle that didn't really sell a match but this this new day versus brian and rome match was very very good
0: this really to me uh, backs up the reports that vince rewrote the entire show 2 hours before it happened because this was just like uh, and the main events tag match uh, just go through two commercial breaks just go out there and just and just fill for time i haven't got time to rewrite the whole thing just fill for time <coughs> and do you know what i'm not not going to complain because this was very very good stuff despite its lame finish it was really good
2: the the Meltzer tweeted about an hour before the show went on air. Or I think it was Alvarez. Uh, a few hours Alvarez. before the Bel- show Meltzer went on did air. Meltzer as well. Yeah. He backed up the report. Unless Vince changes his mind in the next 90 minutes, it's going to be Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston as the main event tonight. It's already been torn up once. <laughs> and then we get a tag match. Yeah. So he did change his mind. But I think, you know, the Kofi Bryan match would have been better. To build Kofi versus Randy, Brian versus Roman, that makes more sense. So although this was a very good match because you just put four, three very talented guys and Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. in, in the ring, being facetious, of course, I mean, Rowan is the other one.
0: I was going to say, you did say that we're building towards Roman versus Brian, but we're actually building towards Roman versus Rowan.
2: Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Quite clearly. <laughs> uh, but they, they just put those guys in there to have... A good match. Really, this was a bit of a schmoz. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The sm- like, New Day sort of had the match won on a couple of occasions, and then <clears> Rowan <throat> picked up the steel stairs, and he hit Xavier Woods for the DQ. Bit of a shame. And then Brian and Rowan laid out New Day afterwards, but still no career-altering announcement from Brian, but that's probably due to the uh, the Roman Reigns thing that ended off the show.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they've obviously changed their minds about what that announcement was. I don't think these two were ever connected no especially with the reports that it could have been a 205 live move i don't know whether they've called on that or whether that was ever even a plan
0: i just think that this is um i mean ryan satin's reporting that bischoff still has no creative influence on the show i mean meltzer reported that he's actually not going to have any creative influence on the show he's just there to be a go between between wwe and whatever tv network they're currently on and the sort of all the departments but yeah, Ryan's Satin saying that Bischoff's still not involved in the creative process. And if Vince is just rewriting the shows hours beforehand. And I just think it's it kind of shows because the last couple of sma- uh, weeks of Smackdown have been quite lacklustre and a bit thrown together and a bit slapdash.
2: Mm. And, but not bad. Not bad. Just like when you realise that this wasn't the show as it was originally planned to be to tell long term stories, you're like... Ah, it's all a bit superficial. Yeah,
0: the, a show that had been written for the last seven days, mm. where a group of writers have been working on this for seven days, only for Vince to go, like, no, 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 I'll just rewrite the whole thing in two hours. Which kind of renders those days pointless. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's not a bad show. It's just not at the level SmackDown was three, four months ago. You know, SmackDown, like, the first half of this year was so, so good. Like, pre WrestleMania was just every single week was like one incredible episode of TV. One amazing episode of television. Well, The Miz is on Raw now. Uh, that's how it is. Yeah, and yeah. you're right, actually, in the last two, a couple of weeks of Raw. I mean, I didn't see. Brilliant. didn't see last night's, but I've heard it was very good.
2: Mm. Uh, well, I, yeah, I'd I give SmackDown a three out of five, I would say. Yeah, I gave it low SmackDown. Yeah.
1: Uh,
3: so let's get on to your su- 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 super chats to see what you thought right we've got a lot to get through so well, hey. here we go uh Nikhil biznath says greetings from south africa first ever super chat to wrestle talk oh thank you very mate. much for watching uh brock batty comes in so these are the super chats i've heard so much about hey uh, <laughs> hashtag potswaf nation uh p.s luke did you get my email regarding natty versus becky Brock um, Batty was the
0: name. Quite possibly, yes, I did. Yes, it was called Summer 2019
2: Conspiracy.
3: Mm, the
2: super chats are universally loved by
0: all.
3: <laughs> by all versions of certainly going by the pod uh, in this. Yeah. Uh, Small Afro Games, aka Jarron Walker, mm-hmm. says, "Hope you guys like the project I did. We do. Uh, flying to Toronto Saturday morning for the four oh, shows. Lucky. If there's any uh, BTS news, I'll let you know, just like Mania.
2: That's our man, Jarron Walker." Uh, we've got an exciting project. Hopefully we can get on the way soon.
3: Yes, man. Yeah, very, very
0: much looking forward to that. Might be something we're doing after this stream, maybe, Pete?
2: No.
3: Maybe, probably not. Maybe, probably not. Maybe tomorrow. Yeah, no. it's a busy week. It's a busy yeah. time to start something else. Uh, we've got one from Sparks that says, I'd love to see Braun show up in the Lesnar match and just outright, destro- outright destroy Brock to set up a feud and Seth can win the title. Regardless, Brock can't win. I think if Seth's going to win, he's got to win on his own.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, I think Brock's going (laughs) to retain.
3: Rex Joseph Calmeron says, Dolph's beautiful hair is back.
2: Oh, it is. It is
3: stunning. Oh, yeah. I want to stroke it. Mm -hmm. I bet it's still warm from the straightener. Uh, Silk Toast says... Do you think uh, WWE could do stories in a way? Top guys week one, mid-cards week two, tag teams the next. Won't see the same guys every week and long-term stories.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. So, like, one episode of Raw would just be based around your, your Universal Championship, and the next week you would do an episode based around the IC title and
2: tags, yeah, so on and so forth. Not when it's a three-hour show. No. <laughs> no, I, I, I think they should. you should have variety, but you should cycle people in and out um, to make... To- do not overexpose people, but don't focus in on one thing for a whole episode. Keeping Baron Corbin off
3: TV for the last month has been very good news for Baron Corbin. Uh, Marcus Roman uh, has a great one who says, uh, Kofi hasn't shown up with The New Day. Split? <laughs> <I laughs> oh, big
2: he's turning heel. Yeah, we've got to get there wa- eventually. He was weirdly lacking from both Raw and SmackDown, actually, in the ring this week. Because oh, yeah? New Day, he, he wasn't on Raw, but The New Day were. Uh, same with SmackDown. I felt it was weird that he wasn't. That he was in ring, had hmm? a tag match. Kofi didn't. Oh, I thought you meant sorry. I thought you meant Big E. I was
0: no, like, no, oh, yeah. I mean, sorry, Kofie, yeah. I got I got really confused for a second. I was like, mate, we literally just talked about a match he
3: had. No. no. <laughs> uh, we got one from Randy Andy Datsun. What a super chat! Yeah. Who says how are we going to do predictions with lots of matches yet to be confirmed? Also, what's a bonus question? Hashtag Randy Merch.
0: Um, well, we haven't thought about the bonus question yet, uh, but also, we don't know
2: if those matches are going to be announced, yeah. and
0: to be honest, we won't, we'll never be able to get it yeah. right.
2: We're, we're, we'll just have to keep re, re-uploading the form yeah. if more matches are announced.
0: And the reason why we recorded last day is because Oli Davis got the next couple of days off work.
2: Because I'm working all weekend. I, I, just, I, just, I wasn't
0: saying that I was like, <laughs> because you're, you're slacking. I was just saying cause you're, uh, you because you and I Because we're work- live
2: streaming. Exactly. We're this weekend. NXT TakeOver, SummerSlam, join us. Yeah. Oh, can we say that? No, is that Golden Roars? Uh, no, uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's something
3: like that. Yeah. So, uh,
2: what should we say?
3: Be there. <laughs> uh, we got one from Tristan Thorne, who says, "Morning, fellas. My first ever Susu Super Chat, and I just want to say you guys do a fantastic job. Support Wrestle Talk and love the fiend." Oh, ah, yeah. thanks very much. Thank we you love very the fiend much. Too. Fiend's awesome. Uh, AJ Lawrence says, "Who in WWE is most likely to wear to wear a weird owl T-shirt?" We're Xavier. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: good point. Yeah, he's got that sort of nerdiness.
0: Sorry I thought you were told me to say like weird Alison and who's oh, I that? Know, I was I know, gonna what? and I was surprised. <laughs> I was like
3: he'd be definitely on you on your radar. Uh Kevin comes in and says, So no Alistair versus Zayn, no Reigns versus Brian, no tag title matches, no Drew versus Cedric. I'm so happy that this will be my first live pay per view in a long time, but you know, card subject to change, I guess. Yeah, let's keep it at 10 announced
2: matches. Yes. Ooh.
0: I think that's a good idea.
2: Four hours. It's still too long with a two-hour pre-show. That's still six hours, but come on.
3: Yeah, we can do this. Uh, Ryan B. Bad says, During WWE Backstage Exclusive, Brian turned it into a media spin, saying Murphy only named Rowan because Roman forced him to give up a random name.
0: Yeah, but that's WWE.com and doesn't count. <laughs>
3: Uh, we got one from longtime Patreon backer, Lendl Brenson who says, uh, Today is my birthday, so my gift to myself is a gift to you, so, so here's some money. <laughs> hey! Happy birthday, Lendl. The all-star. Uh, Ryan B. Bad again comes in and says, Charlotte was not a good promo, was way too stiff. I thought Trisha's promo was better in that exchange.
2: Whoa. I I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinion. I th- I think Charlotte's a very good promo, has
3: been for a while now. Trish was so wooden. Yeah, I've got to agree yeah. with you on this one. Uh, Justin Anzaldua says, Long live Wrestle Talk and the Joe Buki Warriors.
2: The that, Joe Buki. As Warriors. in
3: Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe's ah, new tag team. I said that yesterday. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Samo- Samoan Joes, Joe Buki Warriors. Joe Buki Warriors is good. Didn't we sim- say like. Sim- Samoan Summit. Yeah. Jet J- J- Joman. Joman. <laughs> Joman. Yeah, there's lots. Uh, Steve Winyard says uh, scripted promos <laughs> equals bad promos and wooden acting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah, scripting
0: definitely. is the big problem.
3: Uh, Danny Trashman DeVito says, "Hello, lads. Long time no susu super chat." Oh, hi. Yeah, hi. Nice
0: to see you. Oh, sorry. On that last topic, uh, last topic as well. All of Kurt Angle's promos back in the day were scripted for him, word for word.
2: What? Exactly, word for word. Yeah. Well, they just had better riders then.
0: Maybe that's what it is. Apparently Vince used to coach him through it as yeah. well. So maybe he hasn't got the coaching from Vince to be like, here's what you need, here's how you would
2: need to say it. I just think the house style of scripts has changed as well because yeah, you yeah. would never go out and just say buzzword, buzzword, buzzword. You might a little bit, but it wouldn't be... You know, no one speaks like they do in real life mm-hmm. now in WWE. And that's, that's something that's changed in the last that's 10 true, years. Yeah. Trish's, cause Trish's delivery was bad, but the content was also really bad.
3: Yeah. Hi, my mum now. <laughs> Graham Scrivener comes back in and says SmackDown looked good today. Ziggler versus Ali, Zane versus Black were good indeed. Uh, I didn't see enough of them. Most of them were in the commercial breaks. I thought Raw had a much better in ring wrestling show. Uh, Ron Rajan says So feed Ray and Ali to Dolph to build him up to feed to Goldberg to feed to retirement? And you said they don't do long term storytelling. Psh!
2: <laughs> what wow. so Dolph is going to beat Goldberg no 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 what they're yeah.
0: saying is you've got to build you've got to sacrifice Ali and Ray to build Dolph so you can build Goldberg further of
2: course I mean when you put it like that yeah it just makes sense he's got a lot of mileage in it.
0: it just makes sense well yeah I mean apparently the word is that um, this isn't retirement we're going to be seeing a lot more of Goldberg but and when I want to say a lot more I'm, I don't mean regularly it's every, once twice a year I think they're going to have big Goldberg
3: matches he's, Heyman loves him
2: yeah
0: as do we.
3: Yeah. Uh, Vandalia1998 says, I remember them trying to do a Roman and Daniel feud for one month back in 2015. Hopefully this feud will be better than that one. Hell in a Cell conclusion maybe? Well that feud was designed to make people like Roman.
2: That yeah. worked. Didn't he endorse him at the <laughs> yeah. end? Yeah. Like Brian was like, this is actually the guy. Because
0: essentially it was, we all wanted Daniel Bryan to win the Royal Rumble, and Roman did. And so they were like, no, 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 we'll book a feud where Roman bins, uh, pins Brian as well. And then Brian at the end lifts up his arm and says, he's the best. Mm. And the
2: crowd did not buy it at all. I think the heel face dynamics
3: would be a lot better this time. Because mm. they were both baby face, baby face, and But really it was heel, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jack Botterill says Hi guys, just became a pledge hammer well, hey. did, you, did you know Goldberg was in Looney Tunes back in action? Hilarious Keep
0: up the great work I haven't seen it. Is it good? I really like Looney Tunes back in action There's a really funny scene Where they're sort of walking through the cafeteria And um uh, Speedy Gonzalez and uh Porky Pig are in there chatting to each other because they're not allowed to be in the movie because they're racial like well one's a racial stereotype and the other one makes one of speech impediments. And so they're basically talking about that's why they're not in the film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's Brendan Fraser, and Brendan Fraser's great. And he's a lot of fun. Maybe he's not as good as Space Jam, but you know, few things are.
3: Yeah. Vandalia nineteen ninety eight is back again saying, Shane versus Corbin for worst vortex of evil
2: Yeah, and they can both lose and both quit. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Flawless. Alex Jordan says, uh, I find myself really enjoying Ember Moon matches when they book her right. She deserves a respected title reign. I think she deserves a respected anything.
2: Yeah. Yeah, she's so good when she gets going. Yeah. Like Because she's, I don't think she's got... She's the sort of character where she gets over in matches. Uh, kind of like Jeff Hardy. Like mm. Jeff Hardy's a bit goofy if he's just left to promos and stuff. But you, you do get into him when he wrestles.
3: And Ember Moon has... A similar appeal. Yeah, I think it means awesome. Uh, Kevin is back in, saying a bit of nitpicking. I wanted Bray to say the Fiend's opponent Finn Balor <coughs> and not my opponent because it always looked like Bray and the Fiend are two different entities, which builds the Fiend's character more. I M O. Yeah, that's.
0: Uh, I think it's a good point.
1: Yeah, yeah fair agree, point. Actually,
3: I agree. Uh, Foreskin Max says, "I think that Dolph should have fully taken the piss." What wrestlers' gear do you think smells the worst? Oh, I, I don't know if those two sentences are related. Mm. Uh, oh, who well, sweats the most?
2: Shane McMahon. <laughs> Shane McMahon's t shirts. Like yeah. that's all just gonna stay in there. I
0: do remember watching like old WWF tapes and watching people like John Tenter get people in
3: headlocks, and you just think, gotta be that smells. Oh, I yeah. bet you that is not a nice place to be. Uh, Kevin comes back in and says Last Super Chat for today Kofi's promo should have aired last week And Randy's promo should have been this week Hmm uh, Maybe I, d- I don't think that matters so much It's They both should have been a week ago And then you have an in-ring thing for this week uh, Marcus Roman is back in saying WWE we will give you what you want AEW <laughs> hold my beer
2: yeah Well mm. we'll see We'll see we got see. a
3: lot of expectation Absolutely of yeah We'll certainly see uh, Dan from Pensacola Florida says uh, Nope Come on <laughs> uh, Tristan Thorne says Who should the Fiend feud with After SummerSlam Good question Ooh. Balor Again
2: Well <laughs> <laughs> I Bu- Builds build a Fiend's demon Yeah There was a Well Balor's gonna take some time off Isn't he I think it'd be cool to have Balor out for a couple of months, really sell The Fiends beat down. I, look, there's there's reports that Kane is going to materialise. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world for a quick thing versus thing it's and fiend the, squashes
0: him it's the most WWE thing they could possibly do it's just like we've got a really hot act at the moment feuding with Kane yeah hot, yeah, yeah right? <laughs> <laughs> that always works it always gets people over
2: yeah but who but who seriously if it's not Balor or Kane
0: that is a really really good question and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of it. someone who has almost been flattened out, so it doesn't matter too much if they lose. You don't want someone who's got too much potential momentum on their sides. You don't want to pick someone like an Andrade or a Cesaro or an Ali or something like that. I mean, Ali like, really works. I mean, like mm. Apollo Crews or something. I mean, it feels too like low league, but then Finn yeah. Balor doesn't
3: exactly feel big time right now. Uh, we got one from Gordon Maston who says, Hey guys, really happy with the channel. Been here for why? Does that mean like for years, I guess? Since
2: yeah. day Y day Since day Y-ish, for day Y-ish yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, Tim Arndt comes back in and says I know you only just put the poll up But do you have any songs confirmed for the SummerSlam punishment yet I know my suggestion won't be in there Um Of the ones we've seen so far I think John Cena's uh,
2: John Cena's Doctor thug of thug
0: Thugonomics yeah. Thug Life Word thug Life, life. World um, life. Bailey's theme, um, with Bailey sting is a very popular choice. It's been suggested five or six times now. Um, rolling by Limp Bizkit. That's a good one. Um, the one Billy Cunts. <laughs> I've got it all. Shane McMahon. Here comes
2: the money. Uh, x Pac's X-Factor theme. Kazanina Ray. We'll, we'll put our, Kazanina Ray is very good. Yeah. We'll, we'll put our top five on tomorrow's video for everyone to vote and then the winner will get that yeah
3: <clears throat> uh, Rocky Balboa Rocky Balboa comes in with a very generous donation saying Thank you, hey Rocky. Luke Ollie and Pete have you seen the WWE clip uh, on the day of the day of Raw Reunion when John Cena asks if he can go to the Legends Lounge no I no, haven't I have not no. no I think it's like a behind the scenes like making of Raw Reunion type thing, like a 24 type thing oh yeah they did the whole special didn't they I mean that sounds like the sort of thing that would have been so entertaining you should have put it on the actual show. <laughs> yeah. uh, Rex Joseph Kalmarin says, Just realise there's no celebrity cameo this SummerSlam.
2: Ooh, good point. So, uh, no celebrity cameo? Yeah, I can't oh, think well, of any. there was someone in the crowd. You've got a lot of returning legends, though. So Goldberg and Trish Stratus together do make a celebrity cameo
0: i suppose yeah or maybe they'll get like a really famous uh, canadian to be in the front row mike myers john stewart
2: might just cost whoever the main event yep why not hey
3: <laughs> i enjoyed that angle uh and <laughs> finally it's leslie n leslie n arthur schlemmer dos santos and andre barnes thank you all for your donations but with no messages
0: thank you so much thanks
3: very much <laughs>
0: Essentially, the yeses won. It was like
2: 66% to 34%. And you described that as a landslide. I would say, yeah, it, if that was in politics, I would say that would, I think Tony Blair's victory, which is renowned as a, a landslide in the mid-90s, 97? I want to say 96? Can't remember. That was called a landslide, and I think it was a similar margin. hmm well, we've had a lot of feedback on this in terms oh, of people
0: yes. getting in touch on Twitter to say that, hey, not all of us hate Super Chats. We just dislike them. Um, some people <laughs> saying uh, to keep them. Uh, David Blacker's email said, the problem with the Super Chats is the rest talk team react to every single one. If Chopper read through them quicker, Chopper, and only stopped if the chat asks a genuine question uh, or gets a reaction from you, then it would be, uh, we could get through the rubbish ones quicker and maybe not get a reaction. Uh, that's from Diamond Dallas Dave. Uh, Any thoughts on that one? I'm I'm now coming to you for a reaction, which is actually what Dave doesn't like us doing.
2: Well, what we were taught, maybe, so (laughs) I think the fan feedback portion of this debate has come to a close. That does not mean we will reach a decision (laughs) because we're now talking about a few other things about how we can make it. Someone did bring up a week ago or so about the curation of the Super Chats. Yes. And we were like, ah, oh, but we don't want to miss out some. But then, you know, there's another way where using Streamlabs. We can just put some of the comments. Because some comments aren't questions. No, They're just like, here's, here's an opinion I have. And there are some times where people are trying to
0: make jokes that don't make us laugh. And then it is a bit awkward because we're just going, huh. Yeah.
2: So what we could do is those appear on screen as text, like they pop up as a graphic, but we won't actually verbally address them. And then Chopper Pete can curate the best ones and we can spend more time on those discussion points. Hopefully it's a bit, hopefully we get the best of both worlds. That's one idea. That's where I'm leaning towards at the moment. If we can make the technology side of it works. Absolutely, yes. But
0: also, thank you to uh, Jesse for sending in your feedback. Thank you to... Um, Dylan, for sending in your super chat feedback. Uh, thank you to Bryn, who messaged about the best iTunes review ever, which is the one I think you read out. Read out yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. uh, Chris emailed in on the iTunes follow up as well. But I also wanted to read this one because this really made me laugh. You know how we were joking last week that the opening up this forum to people saying, "Do you want the super chats? Yes or no?" Essentially, just let people say, "This is what I hate about the podcast, and I would like you to change." Mm. And it was from everything from the intros are too long, the outros are too long i hate the itunes reviews don't like the intro music also had this in from uh luke Chador who says hello luke ollie pete laurie and most certainly not that bastard blake ham hmm. so many res- members of the rest talk universe are sending you in their emails about the super chat debate one thing though that i think almost every member of the rest talk universe can agree on is the transition music in the podcast The Diggity Dog transition music may be nostalgic and remind you of the quote glory days of wrestling such as (laughs) WWF No Mercy. It was from WWF No Mercy. But to me, the song just serves as a rather hideous piece of audio that serves no purpose other than to get a cheap pop from the WrestleTalk universe. I think, I really wish you'd stop using that phrase though. I think that something that could be pretty neat is if you guys host some sort of competition for members of the WrestleTalk universe to make their own transition music. Hey. Didn't we do we did this a while back? We asked for jingles. We did. And we had a few people get in touch, but they weren't really what we were looking for. Essentially, what I was after is something that's better than Diggity Dog, and nothing is going to be better than Diggity Dog.
2: Yeah. Uh well if if anyone ever wants to send in a jingle uh, to pitch to us, we are more than open to that. If you watch com. Oh damn it. <laughs> we we are very open to it because if you watch Screenstalker, that's Half, half of our mental energy making those shows goes on, how are we going to do a silly jingle for mm-hmm. this next piece? Oh, yeah. I got uh, me and Simon, Housemate Simon. Do do go and watch today's episode, actually, folks, on Screen Stalker, because there's this fascinating story about Ukes splitting with 2K. They're going to make their own wrestling game. And Housemate Simon just happens to know everything about 2K and wrestling video games. He was just, by chance, playing No Mercy... Last night. Oh yeah. So he 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 went in depth on all of that and what he thinks is gonna happen and why it might have you know that why they might have split. I've forgotten my original point. Ah, the jingles. So we come on to the end bit and it's uh it, we're talking about Disney and the X-Men and the Fox acquisition finally going through. Da <laughs> da 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 Disney. Da 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 Disney Da 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 Disney and the X-Men. What a theme tune! That what was. an absolute tune. We actually watched like
0: a half-hour video on the making of that, didn't we? And it's fascinating that video. It yeah. really is. Uh, also, thank you to this email, who said, "Thank you for listening to your audience uh, so much that you want an international mail solution to give depressed Swaff nations professional address to help." Remember, we were talking about doing yeah. something in association with Mind, but they're a UK-based thing. We were assuming we could find a worldwide one. Um, this person says, "Currently, two friends of mine battle depression, and I also lost an uncle to it. So helping you, uh, so helping you is extra." special and important unfortunately due to different international laws a service like that is not possible from what i've learned right uh he said they're going to keep their eyes and ears open though
2: maybe we just have to partner with two them one one that's uk one that's us but then are Uh, we just ignoring everyone else that's a shame yeah because we've got a big australian australian uh, Uh, conspiracy europe canada i said conspiracy because i just read it on screen but i meant to say contingent Canada is the United States, isn't it? Well, it's North America. It's, it's where Daniel Bryan's from. It's Brown's a state. From. Canada is a state of the <laughs> United States. Um,
0: thank you to everyone who has sent emails. And unfortunately, we're going to have to cut this a bit short, though, because we need to go live on air. But we've got some thank you emails that we want to read out on uh, tomorrow's episode, possibly. Or, I mean, i am not having a Saturday episode uh, this week, are we? Because it's SummerSlam weekend. It's a live stream. It's a live stream weekend. So uh, make sure you uh, watch us when we do... When we watch SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver Live, what a terrible outro this is because I moved my chair and I've now forgotten how words work. Um, Yeah, we're going to be live-streaming our reactions to SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver uh, 24... Toronto Toronto even. So join in on that. Unfortunately as well, we haven't got time for any iTunes reviews. Uh, Did Uh, we have any come in?
2: Yeah, really good one. (laughs) It's okay, I'll get to it.
0: We'll get to it, don't you worry. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with the NXT review. Take care, I love you, goodbye.